everybody. This is Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelican. Tonight you're listening to episode 10 of the Spin Chagrin. And the category last week, Frank, was uh Ray Harryhausen special effects. So what did you end up choosing for this week? So I chose a Ray Harryhausen movie that I had never seen. Um 1961's mysterious island uh based on jules verne a novel of the same name um most of my harry housing when i was a kid was the like the mythological stuff so like jason and the argonauts um the golden fleece uh clash of the titans uh the sinbad stuff um anyway so this is one that i hadn't seen and I figured it was a good opportunity to watch it because um, I genuinely enjoy uh, those stop motion animation special effects. And as a special bonus, I used my first red card of the year she did. to force you to watch this movie because you generally have the opposite feeling towards Harryhausen-esque stop motion special effects um, that I do. Yeah, first, I'm going to struggle with this entire podcast and not call him Harry Rayhausen. And because for some reason, I've never been able to get that right. And yes, yeah, second, I do not like those movies that he did special effects for mostly. I, I did research to figure out finally, because I never really cared to figure out that the movies that I'm thinking of specifically are the Sinbad movies. So the seventh voyage of Sinbad and uh, the golden voyage of Sinbad, I guess. Yeah, the golden voyage of Sinbad. Uh, I don't remember any of the stuff from Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger. So um, I'm assuming it's those two movies and then Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. Those are the ones I remember the most, I guess. I think there's also one with dinosaurs that I, my, uh, the animal world, I think also he did a few um dinosaur <clears throat> special effects um shit i can't remember what those movies are called there's one that's like really famous uh um, one million years bc yeah that's is the other one yeah okay yeah so the the reason for this is because my father uh uh used to watch these movies all the time and if you ever listen to our primary podcast uh of two guys like there's plenty of episodes where frank will you know have things on lists that are uh what I, we call larry gasberry movies which are things my dad would watch consistently anytime they were on television and those are things like flash gordon and remo williams and conan the barbarian conan the destroyer like things like that and um these were definitely ones because of his age that i think he grew up with some of these movies um and they probably capture his imagination when he's young so he watched them consistently and i would always be wanting to watch like whatever star wars or things of the 80s and he would always have these things on and when he was watching them it's like he didn't change the channel so i grew up like and i don't particularly like the special effects myself like they feel really cheesy and outdated to me even as a kid i thought that but um so yeah so you knew this you used your red card you had me watch this movie yeah. with you and um yeah so i i i enjoy making you relive childhood trauma <laughs> um whenever i can so yeah. Yeah. so i'm a good friend but it's weird to me because you love the original star wars trilogy and the guys that were responsible for those special effects, like in particular Phil Tippett, was hugely inspired by Harryhausen and learned how to do stop motion animation. So stuff like the Tauntauns and the Wampa and the Rancor and I mean, plenty of stuff in those movies uses the same basic principle of visual effects. It's just, you know. Sure. I don't like the worlds of these things either, though. These yeah, I, movies. that was going to be my point is I think you are it's more your abject hatred for anything that involves like myth or legend rather mm. than like you know true true yeah because the yeah. sinbad stuff like i like like i always the when i think of harry housing i was gonna say ray housing 
when I think of Harry, think about the disrespect too of this, because I understand this guy is pivotal, like in special effects history. I, I do understand the role there. And I understand like how, how much he is responsible for a lot of things that we, we have. But um, I can't even get his name right. Like after all these years, that's how like, you know, in back of my mind, how much like trauma I think there really is. But it's the Cyclops that I remember the most. That's what I picture when I picture anything involving Harryhausen. So it has to be the Sinbad stuff. And Sinbad does not interest me whatsoever. Like not one, not one iota. Like I am actually like kind of angry just thinking about it right now. Mm, I should have <laughs> picked one of them. But the problem is I've seen those. So. Sure. Sure. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to, don't want to quite break that, that rule yet even though you keep telling me that there's um some movie in my future some category in my future where i'm gonna have to i think so, break yeah. the rule because there's only one movie i can pick but yeah you misunderestimate my ability to weasel out of things mm -hmm. to watch something else like probably just as terrible right as whatever it is you people are trying to it could force be really good i have no idea i just think the name of the category is really funny so uh, so you want to talk about the mysterious island? Sure, let's do it. Um, so I'm going to say right off the bat, not one of my favorite Harryhausen movies, although I did appreciate a lot of things in it. Um, the general story is that there's these Union soldiers that are uh, prisoners of war, basically, during the Civil War. Um, and they, through whatever their own machinations escape from this jail and steal a hot air balloon um that just happens to be chilling in the confederate not only like there but fully functional and gassed up and like ready to fly in the middle of like this thunderstorm so they commandeer the balloon along with a um, confederate soldier they accidentally take prisoner and a guy who's um, a journalist for like a wartime journalist for a, a union paper. And they spend about 45 minutes flying in this balloon to this island. Um, well, they, they crash in the water and they wash up on shore of this island. And right from the beginning, there's mysterious things afoot because uh, the captain of the, um, their, their captain, like military captain, washes up separate from them but there's a fire that's like stoked and he's safe on shore so it's the first of all it's about 25 minutes frank it feels like Dude, 45 minutes i swear it's to like god it's like 47 it's it's 40 it, it was 47 minutes when they discover granite granite cave or whatever the fuck they call it like mm -hmm. their little their little hideaway so it may as well be 40 some minutes of them on the balloon but it, it feels like forever yes so there's two women that are also washed up on this island from a disparate um wreck that they're the only ones that survived and they find that there's like other artifacts on the island that kind of show that other people have been there you know that there's been other people that have washed up on the island and there's also giant animals on the island so there's a giant crab is one of the first things they encounter and then there's a um I don't know what the name of the creature is. It's some dinosaur, like dinosaur bird, uh, that's giant that ends up attacking them. Um, and the lieutenant or whatever, like the second in charge, um, younger guy, one of the Union soldiers, jumps on its back and ends up stabbing it in the neck repeatedly with its knife, which is actually kind of, I mean, they don't show any blood, but it's pretty gruesome. Like the close ups of him just like jabbing this. Mm -hmm saber into this thing's neck uh so the thing dies and then they realize when they're cooking it later uh which honestly maybe the most disturbing scene in the whole movie is them roasting like the breast of this giant dino bird over a fire and like slicing off pieces of its meat like deli ham or something it's it's really not appealing looking at all and kind of gross but they realize they there's a bullet inside there as they're eating it. So did we actually kill this or was it shot by somebody else? So, you know. Right. So then there's this burgeoning romance between the handsome young lieutenant and one of the women that was washed up on the island. And the woman decides we're going to get married, you know, and 
the older matron is like you're kind of stuck on this island forever you maybe give it some time and see if you want to get married to him she's like no no we've decided so her and um her and lieutenant are sunning themselves um in their little hideaway which also i thought was kind of risque because she's wearing a very short like so they manufacture clothing out of goat skin and for some reason she gets this like mini skirt and she has like orange underpants on or something so she's always like climbing up so you can see her underpants um so they find some honey so like oh where's this honey coming from and they climb up into this like cave and there's these giant um honeycombs like oh here's where the honey's coming from so these idiots who have already encountered like a giant crab and a giant fucking rooster sore decide that they're gonna like get some honey and then of course the bees come back so then they get stuck inside a honeycomb i guess it's a wasp probably not a bee right it's a bee. i don't know it looked more wasp it's, it's listed as bee like um... so anyway so this bee um seals them in a honeycomb so they're trapped which actually reminded me a lot of uh you probably this is another thing you probably would have hated as a kid um battlestar galactica mm. um the tv series from the mm-hmm. late 70s early 80s not the remake yeah um where they would like put people inside of like honeycombs kind of um and seal them up to change them into monsters or whatever uh i can't remember who did that but that happened in that show anyway so while they're stuck in the hive um these pirates come to the island and the other people that weren't like off trying to get laid and get some illicit honey i guess in more ways than one um they're like trying to decide like oh how are we gonna like you know fight off these pirates like it's a whole ship so then the young lovers use uh fire basically like matches to burn a hole in the hive and they go down to this cavern and they find a submarine um which if you know you've watched any well like on anything with captain nemo and like he recognizes the nautilus and it of course is captain nemo's sub but he's not like he's hiding from him or whatever so they decide to swim out the out the mouth of the cave um and as the pirates are starting to like muster to attack all of a sudden the ship gets blown up and sinks um and i guess kills everybody on board and that's when you find out that captain nemo is still on the island and his nautilus is damaged which is why he can't leave but he's got this plan where they can um mend the hole in the side of this ship that's sunk under the water and then use um buoyancy i guess like to pump air into the hold and raise it up and then they can sail away um so the plan involves making like tubes out of bamboo and um rubber from like the rubber trees on the island to seal this patch because there's a volcano that's going to erupt so then the volcano starts to erupt and captain Nemo is like well that idea is out the window maybe the volcano will stop uh so they all go back onto the nautilus and all the um civil war people are all pissed off because they're like well what we're just gonna like stay down here and die uh so the captain is like hey we still got this hot air balloon why don't we inflate that inside the ship and raise it to the surface you know and like shows science it's all science nonsense um and captain Nemo is like yeah that's brilliant i'm gonna stay back on my submarine and operate the bellows um and you guys go and you know save the ship uh so they go to do that there's these i I think they're really cool but these um underwater gear that are made out of seashells the nemo's fashioned where the shell like seals against the back of the person and traps the air and then there's Mm -hmm. tubes that lead into another shell that's on their head i mean they look ridiculous but it's um i think it's a pretty pretty cool visual and there's the sunken ruins of presumably like some kind of egyptian civilization i think you're supposed to presume it's atlantis um even though they never specifically say like hey this is atlantis 
Uh, but then I, I think those visuals are pretty cool, especially for the time, because it's all done, I assume, just super superimposed on green screen. Yes. Um, like I don't, I, I didn't know the green screen was that old, but um, I always thought they were done just through mats or whatever. But um, I guess that's what mats are, really. Yeah, it's just they are yeah. green screening. So yeah, there's lots of mats in those. Anyway, long story short, uh, all the people end up getting the ship to raise to the surface and the volcano kills Nemo or destroys the ship and he's dead and they sail away back to civilization. Um, Oh, one of the things is Nemo tells them that he was trying to solve the world's hunger problems by using, I don't know if they use the term genetics, I can't remember now, but basically using science to increase the size of these animals so they would be able to produce more food to solve world hunger um, because he's a pacifist um and that's why there was giant monsters so they they decide to go back to civilization and take back his message of peace and try and you know right help spread that message blah 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 um so i kind of disparaged the movie in the description but it's fine um it's it's a decent enough movie it's maybe i think a little too long because it's like a hundred minutes long or something like that um yeah. and you probably could have cut like 20 minutes out of it but it also is exactly what you expect from a movie from that time period mm-hmm. i guess like it's very much the man or manly man or man the men are manly what i say men are manly men are manly yeah well they're doing something um they're all manly and <clears throat> the women are you know feminine but plucky like they've got like resolve and they believe in well the one woman just wants to like have a maid and do nothing but um the older woman's like no i'm gonna work as hard as any man like we need to um get stay together and do the work and cook for everyone and you know do our part um it's beautiful uh beautiful technicolor so i'm huge fan and we talked about this when we talked about swiss family robinson like a million years ago but um i'm a huge fan of like deserted island movies from this time period just because of the visuals and the ingenuity with which they um you know like the they have like a bamboo elevator that they create and they're farming and stuff it's very similar in that respect i guess the swiss family robinson sure um and the Harryhausen effects are pretty great, I think, in this. Um, in particular, the scene with the uh, dinosaur rooster, where the dude is on its back, like, stabbing it, um, is done in near shots with just him on, like, where you just see him on the neck. And then in medium far shots with the Harryhausen technique. Um, and I actually thought that knowing that it's, you know, stop motion animation that it was actually really impressive and they animated the guy on the back to look like he was struggling and stabbing the creature and not a huge sucker for those um oh i forgot there's this they call it a cephalopod in the description like octopus thing that's attacking them when they're going to put the bellows in the boat and raise the boat up and they have some crazy laser oh, what do they call it underwater electric gun or some rifle yeah that shoots like concentrated electricity underwater in a beam to combat the, the, the dangers that lurk on the floor of the ocean, I think is how they describe it, um, which is a pretty ridiculous conceit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. Um, I think Herbert Lom is in it as Captain Demo, and he doesn't really have like a huge part, but he's pretty good. Although I think, um, shit. The 2000 Leagues Under the Sea with uh, James Mason. That's my mm-hmm. favorite Captain Nemo um, of all time because I love that uh, that version of of 2000 Leagues. Yeah, I think there's a Robert, um, I, I think there's a Robert Ryan Captain Nemo too um, that I'd never seen. I, I've never seen it, but I'm pretty sure Robert Ryan played him, and I can see Robert Ryan doing Captain Nemo pretty well, probably. I'm pretty sure Michael Caine played Nemo mm. at some point in like a miniseries or something. I remember when i was a kid i think it was in the 90s stewart patrick stewart played him on a tv thing but oh yeah yeah patrick stewart yeah 
I actually like the version of Captain Nemo from the lambasted um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen film adaptation, mm-hmm. um, which is not a great movie, but has some pretty cool visual effects to it and is a really neat interpretation of what the Nautilus looks like. Um, this is a movie so much to the way that you describe. I have a great relationship with my father. I want to preface this statement by saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad was super into sci-fi when I was a kid and I was never that interested in it, especially not like this kind of sci-fi. So this is the kind of movie that my dad would have liked to have watched <clears throat> on like a Saturday afternoon or something. And I would not have been interested at all. Cause I couldn't stand like, um, that Jules Verne shit, mm-hmm. uh, but watching it this time, like, I thought it was fine. Um, there's not really much to say in the way of like negativity, kind of a, like pardon the expression kind of a whitewashing of the relationship maybe between a confederate soldier and a black union soldier absolutely um very uh i don't know pollyannic i guess in the way that it portrays like these people treating um this black man during the civil war is an equal and like there's never any i was actually super nervous like when that that character was introduced so i was like oh my god is there gonna be like some kind of like slave joke or right. you know like all, all the fucking shit from that time that but i mean they really just kind of treat them i mean like a person which is sad to say that it's surprising watching a movie mm-hmm. from this time period but i think it is um like a little unique i think to have a character of color treated in that way like as just a another member of the team or right. whatever but yeah that's true um and he doesn't talk like an idiot i i don't know like i i, I hate to say this because it sounds super racist but you watch so many movies from this time period where uh, like you expect come on, expect it yeah yeah like like the black character is like a mm-hmm. joke or sure. <clears throat> like lesser than the other characters and they definitely don't do that here so that yeah, was a it's nice 1961 surprise. so we're coming right out of the 50s and the 50s were notorious for still having hell i think black people were treated more with more realistically in the 40s than they were in the 50s like at least in terms of like their actual position in society and those kind of things like um but yeah so i i understand i i I was a little surprised by it too but but overall you know it was um it was an enjoyable watch i mean it's one of the less offensive spin sugar movies that we've had to watch yet or that I've had to watch yet. So right. let me ask you from your first, um, you know, your first spin chagrin experience. Like, how did you feel about watching uh, the mysterious island? Uh, it was fine. Like, I, I, I don't like. Look, I, I, I was bored throughout a lot of it, and I think some of that's the pacing of the movie, and some of it is the subject matter. Which, even though this isn't uh mythological in nature i'm not a big fan of things taking place on a damn kind of like deserted island setting like i i i didn't dislike swiss family when you made me watch that a year or two ago but it was just like a okay like um yeah most things like i i'm not a big fan of like the lord of the flies stuff overall like i get it from a symbolic standpoint and i can appreciate it but i i don't really care about desert island shit and i still thought it was okay like i mean given all of that like i didn't find it offensive i wasn't groaning as i was watching it and the harryhausen effects didn't bother me oddly at all really but i think that was because it's realistic animals as opposed to these fantasy like mythological creatures that i would see in sinbad and jason and the argonauts and stuff like that so they like the giant crab i thought was like oh that's kind of cool like you know like i was trying to like take be positive about it and it's like oh yeah that's kind of cool I, I thought that was actually one of the best sequences in the entire movie was when the guy gets grabbed up by the crab and they're fighting it and yeah uh i thought it was one of the better action oriented scenes in the movie i actually i i i think those are really good i think it's a very realistic looking crab 
-hmm. when you take out the idea that it's completely like unrealistic and you can tell that it's like a fake thing but it's sure yeah sure i i like the b uh i i thought it was really well directed overall i i really liked i really liked the technicolor like you said i really liked a lot of the the matte paintings uh in the background i i love the look uh even though it goes on for way too long i love the look of them flying like like through the storms and like in the clouds and all that kind of stuff i i think all that looked really nice so i was i thought it was a well-directed movie overall for what it was i thought that it looked really good and i was really excited when nemo shows up because i never i've never read this novel i've never read Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea either because again jules fern isn't something necessarily that would interest me but i i was really excited when he showed up and then it's like honestly that's when i really lost interest in the movie because i was like kind of like hyped when he when, when they discovered him and then i thought the movie just became kind of a mess after that like in terms of like just my interest level was just like just shit's happening and yeah, so I thought it like built up to something that didn't really pay off for at least for me because I was like really excited about like seeing Nemo, right? And then, I agree. and then some of the goofiness starts there to me, like the sci-fi kind of goofiness that I'm not a fan of. But uh, I thought once they got onto the island, I thought it was pretty good. And then the Nemo stuff comes, and I was really excited. And then, uh you know it's like uh orson wells always says about the third man it's like he says he has the had the easiest job in the world is like the guy who shows up in like act three that's talked about through acts one and two and shows up in act three like everybody's always going to be impressed with that character when he's talking about like his performance as harry lime and it's honestly it doesn't happen here it's like well he's not talked about i guess so he's not built up but like i knew going in that nemo's in it and I was kind of waiting for it. And then when he gets there, it was just kind of all a dud to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that was Lom's like interpretation of it so much. I just think it was more of the storytelling that goes on and stuff like that. So, I mean, I will say that, have you seen that 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? The the James Mason one? Yeah. No. The one that's got the, it's it's got songs in it and shit. Yeah. I could have. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but again, that's something that Larry would have watched or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, it's something that um, it's definitely like a very more action-oriented take on Nemo, and obviously, like Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea is more definitively, you know, Captain Nemo story than than this one. Um, but Lom plays him as a like a sophisticate and mm-hmm. i don't know i mean i completely understand what you're saying i just yeah it's fine it's a fine performance just there's nothing super special about it yeah nothing um, to write home about it all with it I, I and i didn't even mind the interpretation of it as like like you said like that kind of like sophisticated take on all of it but um but yeah so it kind of petered out like in the last like third of it to me but uh yeah i i really like the stuff on the island overall i thought that was all pretty good and even though it went on too long i even like the stuff in the beginning i, I mean i guess there i don't know why it had to be civil war soldiers like i, I i'm assuming that was the original novel but i i really yeah. just don't understand that conceit of like why it had to be soldiers i it doesn't That's make it. any sense to me yeah. that's all there is to it okay it's just it's just a faithful adaptation of the um yeah of the novel <clears throat> So, yeah, I was surprised that I didn't mind it. Like, look, I would still would never go out of my way to watch this movie had I, it had not been for this. But I wasn't turned off by the by the idea of watching it. I just, I think there's something about me, I, I, I said this the other night to you off air, is that there, there's something about you that you can still kind of get caught up in like imagination and child particularly like almost like the sense of childhood imagination where you and like i don't have that ability i don't know if i ever have that ability like whatsoever i think i did at one point uh because i wasn't to a lot of stuff in the 80s but like that was like more fantasy or sci-fi based but something something lost me along the way and 
I can still like sci-fi and fantasy stuff, but it has to be a very realistic take on those things. So it's like, I love The Expanse, but The Expanse is very dense and realistic and dark in the sense of its world building. Like, and so it's like, I can still like things in those genres, but when it comes to like the sense of like wonderment, like I just, I don't have that in me like anymore. And I don't know what that says about me, but uh, so things like this will immediately like kind of make me suspicious. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's cool that like people can still kind of get caught up in these things. What? Uh, 60 years later. I mean, uh, that's cool. It can't be me yeah. though. <laughs> Never be me. <clears throat> I mean, I understand that, too, because I'm completely, I don't know, like, I guess, empathetic to your feelings towards that stuff. And again, like, I'm, my love for these movies is more nostalgia than it is, like, actual direct appreciation, if that makes any sense. Um, so there was parts of this movie where I was just kind of like, oh, my God, can we just get this over with? Like, I wasn't yes. on the, sure. Sure. the edge of my seat. Um mm-hmm. But I also like still really appreciate I, I think it's to me, I think it's the artistry of the special effects where I understand that people that work in CGI are are all artists. Like I'm not taking anything away, but the idea that this was crafted by one person's hands, like making these special effects is always super appealing to me. And I um like genuinely love seeing anything that that Harryhausen does because I find it to be like just the idea of how influential it is and then just how much I enjoy watching it so I don't know yeah I'm always much more impressed with practical effects I think always and like you know like things being done by hand like I I loved like seeing when we were doing the Indiana Jones episode last year like like really getting into like all the paintings that were done that I would have never known were paintings. Some of them that were done in the background for the, for the mats. And right. I, I like the fact that, and like so many models of things that like were done for the, for that, for those movies, I, I, it's really impressive to me, all that stuff. I mean, I'm also, like you said, I not to discount CGI. I mean, I'm, I see students all the time that are in the um, VCP, like, program like at school when they have to do their 3d character models like for a project every every semester because i have a lot of them in one of my class in my technical writing class and i'm always like really interested and super impressed with like what they can create as like second year students and i I think all that stuff's really impressive but yeah i'll always be more impressed by like the the actual like it's just a different type of building i guess but it's like the the actual building of something and and being able to like then figure out how to manipulate it in the right way and it's 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 really cool i really like the crab and the bee in this um a lot i thought that they were i thought they were cool um but yeah so my chagrin score i would say was a how, how does this work this is weird a four but that a lot of that's trauma for me, like um, probably of like having to like sit through like something I'm not a big fan of and something that my dad would probably have watched. Um, would it be yeah. higher otherwise? A four is a B minus. Yeah, it's fine. Like okay. I, give, given the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, this is like a C. Okay, so whatever a fucking like C equivalents to um of a five i think okay so it's a five all right um but yeah so okay so it's a five i i i didn't mind watching this movie i didn't there was no point was i sitting there with real chagrin other than the fact of the running time of it because i just wished certain things would just get get it just get it done just get it agreed yeah i mean to me it's a four just again i i did really appreciate all the special effects in it and there are certain parts in the island sequences that i think are really cool like i'm a sucker for like creating the illusion of civilization in like some spider web covered cave or whatever like all that shit's i don't know i I really like that stuff 
and I think it had kind of an adult sense of humor to it for being a, a early 60s movie that was definitely geared towards children I would think um not only the implication that those who are going off to have sex but also like the confederate soldier is like an irish drunk and is just getting like plastered on some fucking supposed rum that he finds in a giant gourd or whatever like all that stuff is um <clears throat> i thought was uh had like a i don't know like a maybe a more modern sense of humor um without being like overt and crass or whatever like it had more subtlety to it but still was like telling the same jokes mm-hmm. it feels like the jokes you would see in like a you know Dwayne Johnson version of the mysterious island which I think exists actually um there's one does. yeah there's one from the 2000s um fucking Dwayne fucking okay sorry I think he's in it I just can't remember um the other thing too that I really loved and I thought it wasn't in it for very long but I thought it was an amazing effect was the way that they filmed the lava um I'd be really curious to know like what exactly that technique is to make the the glowing magma coming down like actually looked like magma when it obviously wasn't like it was on a, a miniature set or whatever but i was pretty impressed with that too i thought that looked really good so yeah it's a four four chagrin okay um what is uh, hold on yeah the rock's in one of these bitches hold on uh so it's he's in journey two the mysterious island yes right so it's like it that's a sequel to journey to the center of the earth that's uh, with what's his name right brendan frazier is that right it is brendan frazier yeah um this before this this is before brendan frazier chunked up and became a beloved icon um so this is 2008 uh the Rocks movie was 2012, and you know what? Uh, this no, is this is where Michael Caine plays Nemo. Is it okay? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. In the Rock one, or in oh no, 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 he's not. No, that's not this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nemo is not in this movie, I guess. Right. So. Yeah. Well, they just took the title. Fuck, fuck Jules Verne, I suppose. I don't sure. know. Yeah. God damn! This movie made 335 million dollars. So the Rock Jungle movies um, are the Jumanji movies, Jungle Cruise, which just came out last year, Journey to the Mysterious Island, The Rundown. I thought there was another. Is it, didn't he do like a King Kong type thing, The Rock? He did the um, Rampage I movie. It. Yes, Rampage. That's what it is. Yes, I watched that bitch uh, when I was drinking at night like during like the height of covid because it was available um it's terrible terrible i mean why anyone would make a movie on based on rampage one of the like most one-dimensional video games of all time oh i didn't even make that connection that's what yeah <laughs> it's the film adaptation of the game that's but why it's a but monkey but it's and like, a giant but it's lizard. like king kong no, that's a giant monkey in Rampage and a giant lizard. It's all an island. The movie I'm thinking of. Rampage? Wait, what? What do you? What, on an island? Yeah, there's a movie with the rock. Oh, are you talking island. about um Skull Island? Is that? Is he in that? Maybe I don't fucking know all the stuff the rocks in. It's because he's Not in a... too much. He is in Rampage. Hold on, like, have you seen Rampage? No. I mean, I shouldn't say it like that, but no. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, I don't think this is Rampage. No, so this, I haven't seen this. Because I, yeah, Maylin Ackerman, um, I, I, I haven't seen her in a long time. <clears throat> the Rock has been in 90, the, the Rock has been in almost so many movies <laughs> that we could do. Oh, yeah. You could do it. You, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could. You could do a. You could do a quick rock or whatever. Ah, uh, schlock rock, schlock rock. Yeah, I think that's what it would be <laughs> called. Uh, since you mentioned spiders, real quick, did you hear about? You've heard about the the, the spiders that are going to invade the East Coast, possibly this summer. Yeah, the um, glider spiders. glider spiders. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, have you seen those motherfuckers? I just saw one picture of it, but there was no. Um, they're like the size of your palm, basically. Um, yeah, where is that coming from? Uh, Japan. What? Tell them to say the fuck over Japan. Where? Where, where are they coming over on? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how they got over here. Uh, like how they're going to date. I think it's from like South Carolina or something. I don't know if it's like they got something got loose or something or what. I have no idea. But apparently, like they pretty much keep to themselves though from my my research because i hear spiders and i get freaked out so uh till they're till they're parachuting on you well yeah but even then they like kind of like tend to stay to themselves they have like their own like natural things they prey on and um and they're like not like the science they're not dangerous to like humans or animals except for the fact that i'll have a fucking heart attack if one ever parachutes on me but all right so yeah he's not in um he's not in skull island there's some movie i watched with the rock being all like fucking sad about a goddamn giant ape getting yeah shot. It's, fu- it's fucking what's it called so they bring the ape back to the the ape and the lizard back to america like i don't know but america? i know that that's the thing is that like the rock tell, and frank tell me about the movie that i watched <laughs> tell me the plot tell me what happened i don't know <laughs> But I know that that's what you watch. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and I, can, listen. And I can't even remember. Listen, you fucking <laughs> lush. I can't even remember. Um. <clears throat> yeah, maybe you'll have to watch when, it again. Here's someday. here's the summary: mm-hmm. When three different animals become infected with a dangerous pathogen, a primatologist and a geneticist team up to stop them from destroying Chicago. Is the Rock the primatologist or the geneticist? the rock is is the guy who understands primates like he's like he he. i'm sure he's like he was like ex-army or some shit yeah i guess naomi harris is the geneticist well she's a doctor so that makes sense jeffrey d morgan's in it joe manganiello yeah i'm trying, oh, I'm, I'm trying to sell you on watching the i'm watching it again <clears throat> Who knows? Maybe you'll have a category and you can watch it for the um spin chagrin. I know so kind of one of the reasons why I've um held off on watching it. I mean, I'm sure hey, there is a prime opportunity. I'm sure there's a monkey doing people stuff um in it. Maybe. You chose not to do it. It's too late. I I think I I think I made the right choice. <laughs> oh Jesus. Fucking fucking Dwayne god i don't want to have that conversation ever but it's gonna to have to happen someday of my so he, on the rock he saved the gorilla from poachers yes in africa yes. yeah and then brought him back and teaches him sign language but then george that's the name of the the gorilla eats this canister of this pathogen and grows to ridiculous heights and there's a giant wolf and a giant crocodile alligator whatever i don't remember any of that i mean that's in essence the plot of the video game so the movie's probably just as deep yeah yeah i don't i don't rampage is a game that i loved when i was like sure seven or eight however old when that game came out like because i thought it was just so cool to be able to play as godzilla or um king kong or whatever and man it's a game that i never ever ever want to play again in my life like i don't know who has fun playing a game like rampage but they probably never played any other video games i used to love play that was in the arcade down um at the bottom for a while of uh video king yeah as it was called at the time and i used to play it a lot down there yep yeah you're right i think i played it there too at one time Oh, it was also um last rock it was also in uh ah shit what are um not aladdin's castle i can't remember the name of the arcade at uh east point mall but it was prominently featured in the front Mm -hmm. of that um and then i remember when it got replaced by altered beast and my mind was blown that like a game could look as good as uh altered beasts Oh, hmm. to be young again. Yeah, right. 
I the last movie I watched The Rocks was uh, San Andreas. I think I watched like seven or eight months ago. It's been a bit. Um. Oh my God! There's three Red Notice films. They apparently not only greenlit it for a sequel, they greenlit it for a third movie. watching those motherfuckers too i never watched them let's see see that fucking chemistry got some chemistry it does not it it really didn't it was like i wouldn't know i didn't watch it i know that was one of our i i watched it for one of our bonus episodes when we didn't have the spin chagrin or the quick cage going on yeah you did i forgot about that right yeah, that was just something we did. That was when I had... watched that and R.I.P.D. And yeah. you watched, I don't know, a couple other things that were not good. We had nothing to do in our life, so we did a Zoom call right. one night. Yes. Where we just talked about movies that weren't all that great. Yeah. Um. All right. There was something I wanted to bring up this week related to movies or television and now i can't remember what it was i thought about it like three days ago and it's completely out of my mind now so yeah i don't think i have any you you don't want to talk about how much i've been playing elden ring and how it's like absorbed all of my life your 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 life and personality and like all that yeah making Um, me making me super aggressive mm -hmm. yeah anytime you're talking to frank anymore um as we talk virtually he um it's constantly peppered with these interruptions of shit motherfucker bitch (laughs) um and and that's when you know he's either losing or dying um actually dying is more silent a lot of times it's more like you know and like some kind of like you know yeah like hand motion you see like sticking up because frank like a lot of times on the zoom is like kilroy was here like where it's like you only see like his like eyes um above like the the bottom of the screen so it's like you just see these hands like reach up in the air like you know kind of like a like a king like a king kong monster like like shaking in the air it's very dramatic um the entire thing so you got to see that tonight because i was losing to this boss and then what did i do when i beat him I didn't like, actually. I wasn't looking because I was playing a game while that was. That's happening. because I'm a very gracious winner. What did you do? Did you do I any, went, any motion? <sighs> oh my god! Oh, that was so satisfying. <laughs> and I put my controller you did, down. You did and say I that. I heard that. Yeah. Let my heart rate sink for a moment. It was good. It was a good feeling. Yeah. And I felt super accomplished. It was a tough boss. You know what? If you Actually, ever want to, seriously, if you ever want to torture me, fucking you you need to do the fucking schlock rock. Like that would well, be you the, don't that, have to watch him. Oh, that's true. I'd have to listen to him though. Right. Fucking the rock. Just looking at these fucking movies like Jesus Christ. You don't need to you don't need to worry. <laughs> We're a couple years away from that. <laughs> don't we? Don't we have another idea for next year already? Uh, we did at one point, but I don't even remember what it was. Something that was horror related, I think. But um, probably, probably not worth talking about. Yeah. Uh, all right. You want to spin this wheel? Spin it, baby. All the way live. Have we ever done it not live? Yeah, the first time when I was going to like actually insert it like into um, the episode and then I forgot. (laughs) So now we're. traditional cowboys is that one of my categories it is non-traditional cowboys i don't remember what i was thinking but um we'll uh 
We'll get into it. What's your immediate reaction to what a non-traditional cowboy would be? Brokeback Mountain. That's <laughs> that's real. That really? That's that's yeah. what you got? Is that's a non-traditional cowboy? I don't know. I think in the traditional sense of like Hollywood, it's non-traditional. Right. I, I, I think Brokeback sure. Mountain's a great movie. I'm not like disparaging it. Yeah, but you've seen it before. So it's but but it's like that. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Like I, I think there's like I think it's a broad category. I think so too. I'm excited. <laughs> so, I think, okay, I think okay. You, I think there's sci-fi stuff and fantasy stuff where you have cowboy archetypes that you could like end up like Dif- different answer different answer mm-hmm. uh sukiyaki western django there you go that's non-traditional cowboys right you know there's actually a movie that i've I, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it i i gotta look this movie up and see if i can find it anywhere okay right. there's a movie that there's a movie that i always wanted to see when i was a teenager and i never rented it and i don't know why and i've never watched it like in the interim but i think it fits this category really well so you rented it and didn't watch it no no, no i never rented it so i've never oh. watched it oh. oh it was one where like i would see it in the video store but i would always like and then choose something else instead um there's several movies like that over the course of that's my life that's an interesting category yeah sometimes yeah. i forget what they were and then i'll find them and sometimes i'll see a movie once and then completely lose all memory of it and in my head it's like i don't know that's a really interesting category like so i want to do that i want to do that on the primary podcast sometime is like just have have you go through movie covers from the 1980s and find movies that you thought about renting so here's never rented so i do want to talk about something real quick actually i would really like to do that i think that would be Mm -hmm. a lot of fun I texted you and Orion, a uh, friend of the podcast, Orion Wellmaker, um, last week and got no response to this. But I watched this movie called Turkey Hunt or Turkey Shoot the other day. And I swear to God, it was a revelation because I thought I had dreamed this movie from my childhood. I tra- When we did the um, the Condemned on for the Spin Chagrin, I tried to find this movie because I couldn't remember its name. But I could just remember the concept behind it. And it was very similar to The Condemned. But I, I, I was completely unable to find it. And then I just randomly started watching this movie. And I was like, oh, my God, it's this movie. And it was so exciting. Mm. And it's really, um, really a lot of fun for just being like a shitty. It's not even shitty. It's just it's, it's a low budget B movie from the 80s. But, man, it's um, it's really good. And definitely worth your time if you feel like sacrificing like 90 minutes. Turkey shoot. And it's on Arrow if you've taken my recommendation to subscribe to Arrow. Mm. Um, which I'm sure that like six people ever have subscribed to Arrow or I don't know. I'm sure there's more than six if it's continuing to run. I hope so. By it's far, a good, though. It's a good service. It, it yeah. uses the uh, criterion like basis, like like whatever whatever i don't know i'm not a programmer whatever like algorithm kind of code is behind it yeah it's like it's it's very criterion-esque um which i'm not the biggest fan of but it it does go beyond criterion and like incorporates some aspects of like almost like shutter into it it's 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 kind of weird but um the the quality of those movies is is really high yeah yeah amazing and such care for some things that are like like feels like it does not deserve any care right 100 percent. yeah the the care that's put into the presentation of those films you get drawn in sometimes like i'll start watching a movie and be like oh my god this is the biggest piece of shit Mm -hmm. but when i saw the the art that they had for the thumbnail it was like yeah this movie looks amazing and then you read the description it's like oh virtuous virtuistic tour de force of blah 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 and it's like some dude puking on his own penis or something but that's actually never happened i'm just using that as a bad example um pretty bad example yeah well there's some really terrible movies on there that's true because it, it it definitely embraces the um the late 90s early 2000s uh 
shock aesthetic um of certain movies that were like just made to be deplorable just uh i don't know how much can you take kind of thing Mm. um which i'm not a fan of at all but it also has some amazing like the giallo alone on that channel is worth the subscription like the whatever six dollars a month that it costs because it's amazing like how extensive the giallo is on there and how good the transfers are and how much they continuously like just upload new things for you to watch so um yeah i'm I'm a huge fan yeah it's definitely like that and shutter if you're a horror fan i guess like pay service wise um are the two things that you need to subscribe to although Tubi's like fucking amazing for horror like always like, yes i was looking up stuff for the next couple months um on the podcast like last night like seeing where things were at and doing the research like doing some of the research and stuff like that and uh yeah like there's a bunch of things on tubi that are horror related so um my only con- my only problem with tubi is that there's so much schlock on tubi mm-hmm. that you really have to dig through and this isn't even a complaint because i like doing that kind of stuff like there's plenty of times where I've sat there and you and I have talked on a Zoom call and I've just spent like an hour and a half just like going through the 3,000 right. horror movies currently on Tubi and sure. being like, oh, this movie's such and such and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, yeah, Tubi's good, but I just really, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm always going to hype up some, uh, some fucking Arrow because that shit is, uh, shit's great. All right. I wish I could remember what I wanted to talk about because I thought it was interesting. But uh, oh, I think did you, did you see Zelensky troll Putin yesterday uh, with, the micro, with the microphone thing? Do you do you know uh, about anything about this? So I don't think so. There was a video that was released by uh, Russian television of Putin talking to like these I don't know fucking like Girl Scouts or some shit. Who knows? Like what it, this this group of like very young girls like and you see at one point he moves his hand and his hand goes through the microphone and it becomes obvious that it's not real and it's a green screen Mm. where he's like having this conversation with these young girls so Zelensky who's uh you know like is still in the capital and is like back in his office like for the past day or so like goes up to like deliver like you know uh, an address and when he goes up there, sits there and takes his hand and smacks the microphone so that you can see that, like, he's actually there and talking. And the the ability of that guy, the thing that's, like, impressive is not only, like, this, like, kind of sense of humor during this awful period, but, like, also this guy, like, just does not back down because, like, the the idea of, like, sitting there and doing that, even though it's funny is is a guy who's sitting there and saying like i'm actually here like um i and i haven't went anywhere and it's it's so damn ballsy and uh despite the humor of like trolling like that piece of shit but um if i could figure out a way to pull all two guys episodes from russia for the three people that have downloaded from there i would do it so let me ask this question before we we end this call yeah and this is a legitimate question because i've been thinking about this a lot lately Mm -hmm. if you're if you're preventing people who just live in russia from experiencing things aren't you just kind of playing into like what people like putin want you to be- want them to believe about the west i mean like there's certainly an argument for that i mean but i isn't the strategy i mean look i mean look citizens are always the last people anybody thinks of in these situations right i mean i i assume the strategy is but through economic and cultural sanctions like kind of denial like you hear stories about the oligarchs like looking to leave Russia right now, like trying to get out so that you know so that they can 
basically not lose their fortunes and stuff like that and get access to their fortunes. I think the idea is to put enough pressure internally on that country, yes, through harming the citizens potentially to have Putin in some way hurt, at least politically, or at best ousted from power in some way. And maybe that's unrealistic, but I'm assuming that's a strategy or to economically devastate the country to where like there's an uprising. Like, uh, um, because like we don't really know what's going on ultimately in Russia. Like, the, the, the best we can get of like real reporting, like in Russia, is intelligence sources or TikTok, right? Like, of like right. real people talking. We have no idea what's going on there. So, I mean, without getting involved it's the best we can do um do i think there's virtue signaling going on from some of these companies to your point about like denying the people access to certain things like whatever it is did netflix i think stop like operating in russia i think i saw or something along those lines like yeah you're just denying the people it's like you know i don't think putin's sitting down to watch stranger things right like i don't think the like it's it's just the citizens that are trying to get through their day-to-day lives under this regime that would be doing that so yeah like ultimately a lot of the things that are going on like you know with these companies denying things i think wwe did the same thing i think i saw like you know where it's like the net the network isn't available or some shit or um yeah essentially your point like yeah it's hurting citizens like and you think that plays into the narrative that the world looks is down upon us? And, and, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, isn't it's not nearly as isolationist, but isn't Putin really just like playing the same game that, you know, the dictators of North Korea have done for the past like 50 years, which is you've only got me and I'm the only one that can like whatever keep the wolves at bay and that's why you need you know, to be your leader forever and the one thing that struck me what putin <laughs> said early on i think it was like right before the invasion or like right right before right after the invasion started was he referenced talking to bill clinton about joining nato and how he how that was viewed by clinton and then consequently kind of the world and it really struck me that the idea was almost like absurd that russia be giving that kind of recognition in any way um kind of like you know not within five six years of like the fall you know like kind of like the fall of the soviet union and the berlin wall and all that kind of stuff that like it was absurd to think that like that russia would be given that and the one thing i did think despite the fact that i think putin is a megalomaniacal dictator is that we don't really learn from our mistakes very much in terms of how we treat people in a lot of different ways like not just like geopolitically but like even inside of our own country of like not like or interpersonally like how we we always just keep making the same mistakes of not giving people a chance an ability to come back or an ability to rehab themselves or in some way and it's like that's what we did to germany from my understanding of history and look at what that like after world right. war one and that's what look at what resulted from that and it feels like we're back in the same position of like sitting there and saying like like you're bad and you will always be bad and you can never be any good and no you cannot like you know be a, a world power in any kind of legitimate official way and then it leads to this 25 years later. And while I don't in any way agree with what is like, you know, what Putin is doing right now, like those, that's the kind of things that you put in somebody in the festers and they become radicalized. And I think you could make the same argument for many aspects of things that are going on inside our country internally, domestically right now of the same, the same modus operandi and so yeah i think it plays into his strategy yes sorry (laughs) 
I've been thinking about that a lot myself, um, of the complications of all of this. Like, yeah, you know, I'm just always going to be, uh, I don't know. I, don't know. I just feel like we should people should just be left alone and not fuck with each other and I don't know, what can you do that's not the world that we live in so fuck it right yes yeah all right that was depressing right there. cool i shouldn't have brought that up that's fine <laughs> I, just it's was, i just thought it was funny <laughs> smack on the mic um <clears throat> all right well, next week, we will be back with non-traditional cowboys. What you should do is try to find something that is humorous for me to bank depressing again by the end of the episode. I always try to do that. I know. I know. And you always succeed at like bringing something up that I don't want to think about or talk about. <laughs> yes. Um, well, you know, as nice. my grandmother used to say, those who don't expect don't get disappointed so i mean you don't want to suck everybody else into your miserable existence oh <laughs> uh, yeah i'm surprised i've kept people around this long um yeah you got some charm do you i guess hmm. <laughs> that's the thing is like it's it's fucking <laughs> it gets shorty to some degree right it's like you know it's like uh you know it's like thinking like i it, not in the sense of owning anybody because I own nothing, but it's like that idea of like you know of of being a certain way, but not really giving a fuck one way or the other. Like it's like I am like you know obviously like you know externally like and internally a lot of the times like extremely fucking just like a a miserable bear like, but I don't really feel about it one way or the other. <laughs> like it's not like I'm trying to like bring everybody down. It's like I can turn around and I can turn around and laugh at it at the same time. I'm going to give you a, uh, you know what? I'm not going to tell that story. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. We don't have to have to cut the episode. Um. <laughs> oh, it's not going to be one of those stories. <laughs> Just fucking with you. All right. Non-traditional Cowboys next week. I'm excited for the pick. Me too. Looking forward to figuring it out because I knew the answer to this one this episode like before we even finished the episode basically so yeah i like it when i don't know all right have a good week everybody all right deuces